Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I've got a huge update for you today on the biolab story in Ukraine. Now we know why they wanted the story to go away. The Biden administration, it makes perfect sense. Also, Biden said something yesterday about the food supply, something I've been talking about for a long time and everybody was calling me a conspiracy theorist. Now, all of a sudden, he opens his mouth about it and everybody should be wary. If we would have listened a few weeks ago to what we were saying and others, it wouldn't be a big surprise. Biden's in real trouble. So are the Democrats because of these very two specific things that are annihilating them in the swing district suburbs. A critical story with an election coming up. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, on that note, it is Friday, so let's go. It's Friday! Thank goodness. (laughs) It is. It is Friday. Yes, we all up. I will be working tomorrow, however, so it's not really Friday for me. It's just the day before Saturday. Uh, my show on Filter will be live tomorrow night. Uh, me and Gee will be working on it. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. Got Don Jr. Got a doctor on about that vaccine story. Don't miss it. Folks, listen, given my time in uh, law enforcement, one of the things you learn and find out really quickly, especially when you're an instructor in our academy like I was uh, when I was a federal agent, you figure out quickly panic kills. You can see panic. I'll never forget, you know, doing these what they call red man suit exercises. When you put that, those pads on, they call them the red man suits. These big, thick pads with the cages. And you'll pretend to be the bad guy. And the students then get to either like, you know, or try to arrest you. But sometimes it gets in, you get into an altercation with them. You pretend to be a resistant uh, uh, guy who doesn't want to be arrested. And you get into a fight with them. And, you know, some of the students were smaller, so you dominate them. And you could see they would, they had red man suits on. You could see the panic in their face when they felt like they couldn't breathe and they would just flip out. Panic kills, but so does the lack of preparedness. I tell you about these things because it, it, when you're prepared, you don't panic. You're not anxious. You, you, you feel like if a problem happens, I have B solution ready. Here's what I mean. I have been discussing, I had a, actually a representative, Austin Scott, on my radio show, discussing how Ukraine is one of the bread baskets of the world that produces a lot of the world's wheat. A lot of that wheat is not being produced right now and may not be for a very long time. That's going to have a big effect on this crazy thing called food. And it's kind of a big deal. And of course, I was called a conspiracy theory, blah, 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 all that other crap. Well, here's Joe Biden yesterday at the NATO summit saying the exact same thing. Notice no apologies for us or anything like that. Check this out. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did we, we talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Okay, great. So what's the plan? Again, the... the, the, the You're going to cause panic by talking about food shortages like he always does, Joe Biden, without simultaneously proposing some kind of a plan. Am I crazy? You need a plan. How are you going to secure the wheat production and food production in Ukraine that we're going to be missing that would be causing the shortages? Do you have a plan or are you just telling people there's going to be food shortages causing a panic? You know, I I can't imagine, again, in my prior line of work, If there was a presidential trip to New York City and someone suggesting to us there was a potential sniper plot to kill the president at a heliport somewhere, and then me saying, ah, sounds like a real problem. What's the freaking plan, man? That's the problem with this guy. It's why he's getting crushed in the suburbs and his approval ratings are in the tank because he's indecisive. He says things. He never recognizes a solution or even proposes one, and he just leaves it out there to dangle. 
What's the plan? Now, his speech yesterday, Biden was was Biden's speech yesterday at NATO was an apocalyptic disaster. Even people on the other side are starting to recognize that this guy just needs to stop. Right, Joe, the guy needs to stop talking. Why he flew over there to make the situation worse is pub puzzling. To announce to the world their food shortages are going to be real without saying them, and here's what we're doing, is just bizarre. Specifically stating, here's what we're going to do. Then he goes over there yesterday on this. Uh, he goes over because it's such an emergency, Russia, Ukraine, according to him, it's such an emergency. Joe Biden had to fly over there. And during the presser, what does he do? He goes off on a crazy, lunatic, fringe conspiracy theory, political speech, claiming that Donald Trump again during the Charlottesville, uh, the Charlottesville incident that Donald Trump called white supremacists very fine people. He does it again. It's really incredible, given the times we're in, that we have to do this because, you know, we have legions of fact checkers who you think would fact check this and put this to bed. But because they're disgusting, filthy hacks who lie about everything, they won't actually fact check the situation. So we have to do it again. Here is this, this buffoon. Keep in mind, we're talking about their real problems coming up and this guy's lack of leadership, how his approval ratings are in the cans because of moments like this. Here's Biden yesterday with the both sides find people hoax while it, talking to NATO about this world crisis going on right now. What a buffoon. Listen to this. When the gentleman you mentioned was asked what he thought and a young woman was killed, a protester, and he asked, was asked what he thought. Uh, he said they're very good people on both sides. And that's when I decided I wasn't going to be quiet. Okay, this is sickening, folks. Again, this is a speech in front of NATO in the middle of an enormous crisis with a nuclear-powered opponent of the United States where he just said we could be suffering through a food crisis that's, quote, real. Sounds like a really important situation to me. And he takes the opportunity to recite again a fully discredited, debunked hoax implying that Donald Trump was suggesting white supremacists are fine people. I can't believe we're doing this with everything. I really can't, folks. I'm, I'm genuinely astonished, but I refuse in this show to let you believe in fairy tales and hoaxes. Here is the actual speech from, what is it, five years ago, Guy, where Donald Trump, who was talking about protesters about a statue on both sides, he was not talking about white supremacists. How do we know? Because he freaking said it in the speech, you a-holes on the other side. Pardon my language. He said it. Here it is right here. You had people in that group. Excuse me. Excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. It doesn't matter, folks. It doesn't matter. Look, again, seriously, I get goosebumps talking about this. It's not because, because I'm just so disturbed by this disgusting filth we live with on the other side, the media and these liberals. Filth, disgusting filth who continue to incite racial animus in this country, making up lies like Joe Biden and others, implying Donald Trump put his imprimatur on, on white supremacists in Charlottesville when he said the ex- literally said the exact opposite. You just heard it. And it doesn't matter. This jerk, this dunce is going to continue to do this around the world. You wonder why the Democrats are in real trouble and why suburban voters are leaving in droves? The electoral damage from this stuff, folks, 
to, to Joe Biden and the Democrats is going to be legion. I want to attribute it to a number of things. Why they are suffering the Democrats in swing districts, suffering in the suburbs, why Biden's approval rating is down. It's not to warn them off, ladies and gentlemen. They can't be warned off. These are morons. I am not kidding. They are morons and socialists who have a single-minded goal of collective command and control, concentrated government power, and they've given up on any sense of reason anymore, which is the very definition of stupidity. Reason is the hallmark of an intellectual. These are not intellectuals. These are morons. They will not stop. But I attribute the damage done electorally to the Democrats and Biden in the last year to a few things. I owe you an explanation. Biden's indecisiveness, constantly saying things and then changing his mind and then backtracking. I'll show you evidence of that coming up in a minute. He makes a decision, says something, backtracks like he never made the decision and then gets mad at the person who calls him out for saying you made a decision that didn't work out. Explain that in a minute. Second, the Democrats are getting crushed in the culture wars. American parents don't want their kids sexualized in kindergarten and they don't want their kids being taught they're racist and they don't want to be told they're racist. They're done with it. The Democrats have not figured that out. Ladies and gentlemen, they will. But they need to lose and lose badly. Once they remember, they're commanding control, centralized power specialists. The only way to stop them from doing what they're doing, if they if they seek command and control power, is to not give them power. And they're like, oh, snap, I don't have any power. Power was my thing. It was the only thing I cared about. They need to lose bad. Culture wars, indecisiveness. Also, their lack of planning. Biden is notorious for suggesting there's a problem and then blaming other people for the problem and proposing no plan to fix the problem they cause. I'll show you. I'm going to give you examples of all of this and what I mean. But because I never come to this show without backing it up with facts, there is a Democratic pollster. Let me say that again. A Democratic pollster who is telling you the same things I'm telling you, that the Democrats are in real trouble. They're even telling you the reasons. And yet the Democrats, this is why I know they won't change. They continue to double down because they are foaming at the mouth like rabid lunatics. They cannot get off the Donald Trump train and they cannot get off the fact that they want to call you a racist. They can't do it. They can't listen to me. They cannot do it. They can't. These are not reasonable people. They are morons. Here from Politico's playbook this morning. Yeah, a left wing rag. But important. You got to know what they're thinking. Here's even playbook trying to warn the Democrats about how stupid they are. They won't take any of this advice, I promise you. This is from a Democrat pollster talking about what's going on with suburban voters who will decide this election in 2022 and 2024. There's no doubt. The pollster notes, here's what suburban voters dislike about the Democrats. <laughs> Joey's telling them, they were, quote, the culture wars and identity politics of the Democratic Party. Quote, what suburban voters dislike about the Democrats. Culture wars, identity politics. And during a time of rising crime, they don't support defunding the police. And they are not looking for an expansive or intrusive federal government. Have the Democrats learned from maybe the defund the police thing? Maybe. Because the minute there's a use of force incident they don't like, they'll be back to it. Maybe they learn from that. Maybe. And I doubt that too. The Democrat pollsters are telling them, you idiots are causing yourself real problems with these culture wars. Donald Trump, find the fine people hoax. Your indecisiveness. Your identity politics garbage. It doesn't matter. As you can see from this Just the News article, the Democrats don't even see the damage they did with this Kentonji Brown-Jackson hearing. Alan Dershowitz, who's a lefty, just the news, Dershowitz says, nominee Jackson should have been better prepared. Should have known she'd been asked about fetal viability and what defines a woman. The Kentonji Brown-Jackson answer, pretending, pretending, by the way, she's not stupid, to not know what a woman is. The Democrats are now some. A limited number of Democrats who are not, remember, when I say, when I talk about liberals being morons and moving forward, doubling down on the culture wars because they're like rabid lunatics, I'm not talking about all Democrats. 
Punchbowl News was reporting yesterday that two Democrat senators, they won't say who because they're speaking off the record, two Democrat senators, I'm assuming it's probably Manchin and Cinema, but I'm guessing now, I want to be candid, said that the Brown-Jackson hearings were a disaster. Totally unprepared. Not ready for prime time. Didn't say they weren't ready for the Supreme Court, but can't believe how bad this has gone. I'm telling you, she's probably going to be confirmed because the Democrats just have the votes, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a math game. But make no mistake, I tell you this not to, you know, to put a, put a fake patina of bravery and bravado on it. I'm telling you, these hearings were a disaster. The Democrats know that it was a disaster. And the culture war question about what is a woman was an apocalyptic disaster for them. The Democrat pollsters are telling them this was an abomination. Culture wars. You don't even know what a woman is? Here, USA Today, showing you how dumb the left has gotten. Here's Alia E. DeStagger, who really, really should please find a new line of work. Do you have any dignity left writing a headline like this? Any? You understand people decades from now are going to look back at pieces like this? And be jaw-dropped in astonishment at the stupidity you put your name on this article? USA Today, Alia E. Destager. Marsha Blackburn asked Kentaji Brown-Jackson to define a woman. Science says there's no simple answer. Go to... <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up, lefties. Um, don't, please... I, I Listen, I love your feedback. But email me if you want, I should say. But I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. You're going to email me, Dan, stop telling them. That they'll just, they'll just let them double down. It doesn't matter what I tell them. I just want you to be prepared by giving you the terrain features of the fight ahead because they don't want to see it. They don't care. They will continue to double down on the culture war of stupid, claiming they don't know what a woman is. Here, let me make it simple for you. Matt Walsh said he can't get any easier. It was last night on uh, Jesse Waters show. A woman, Joe, you ready? This is bold. Yeah. A woman is an adult female. I, you guys all right? Yeah. Everybody okay? You Everybody sitting down? A woman is an adult female. That's the answer to the question. I know this is a shocker. You can ask a five-year-old that. They'll figure it out. Keep it up, though, Dems. Your own pollsters telling you you're indecisive. Your culture war stuff is backfiring. People don't like your identity politics. And you keep it. Doing it. You can't help yourself. And that's why this, you'll see this article at uh, Washington Examiner by Paul Bedard. Biden approval to 34%. Historically low faith in the economy. Economy, lack of planning, identity politics, indecisiveness, culture wars. Keep it up, Dems. I got more on this, showing you examples of this in a second, how this will not get any better. They continue to double down on all four of those things I told you were killing them. Killing them. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So I showed you the evidence that their approval ratings are collapsing. Their own people are telling pollsters they can't take it anymore. The stupidity, the indecisiveness, the fine people hoaxes, the I don't know what a woman is hoaxes, and yet they continue to double down. But it's not just that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the economy, too, that is baking their bagels. Democrat voters are pissed. They are pissed. Even Democrat voters in Florida, by the way, the majority voters support the parental rights bill. The parental rights bill for, for uh, keeping sexualized education from away from kindergartners. Democrats support that. But on the economic front, why is Biden's, Biden's approval caving? Why is it in the sewer? Well, here's a tweet from a New York Times guy. Again, showing you how even some papers to the left of center are starting to acknowledge what can't continue won't, to quote the great Herb Stein. This can't continue. Here's a tweet. 
Wage increases are not keeping up with inflation. Wages rose 5% over the past year. While inflation, uh, wages rose 5% over the past year, while inflation increased by 7.9%. Rents in metro areas jumped by 15%, and gas prices soared by 40%. Look at this chart. Does one chart sum up any better why kitchen table issues, which dominate every single election, what's more of a kitchen table issue than the amount it costs to fill up your gas tank with gas and pay your rent? Contrasted with your hourly earnings. If you're if you're listening at home, all you need to know is what I just told you. Gas is jumping and, and rent prices are jumping far higher than your hourly earnings are going up. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. It's Putin's fault. You, you see the indecisiveness here? The man has no plan other than the same crap we've been doing. He is indecisive. Nobody trusts him. And when he talks decisively, he talks about culture war nonsense where he's just lying, lying. Here's what I mean by his indecisiveness and this guy's lack of an ability to plan and keep any coherent message at all. So remember uh, when 100,000 Russian troops had amassed on the uh, eastern border of Ukraine? Biden said, we're going to sanction them uh, when they when they entered it. Oh, after they entered the Russian troops, he said, we're going to sanction them. It's going to deter further action. Well, now that the sanctions have done very little to stop Putin. Biden, who said his team said the exact opposite thing just about a month ago, is now switching the message again. It's hard to vote for a candidate in his message when you don't know what the message is in decisiveness kills it causes panic even electoral panic here's what i mean hat tip town hall i mean you're never going to get a more clear example of an indecisive indirect message than this coming out of the biden administration take a look let's get something straight you remember if you covered me from the very beginning i did not say that in fact the sanctions would deter him sanctions never deter you keep talking about that sanctions never deter but if you believe Putin has made up his mind, what leverage do you really have? Why not put those sanctions in place now? The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to say, folks, other than letting them say it themselves. They have no message. They have no message on inflation. They have no message on culture wars. They have no message on parents, on schools, on healthcare and education, on red tape, on the economy, on taxes, nothing. Nothing. Here's Biden again yesterday. You want to talk about one of the most dangerous wartime presidents we have ever had. Joe Biden, I rank up there at the top. He is again telegraphing what we're going to do and not. He doesn't need to answer all these questions. He's asked yesterday by a reporter, what are you going to do if Russia uses chemical weapons? He doesn't have to answer this. What does he say again? He does the exact same thing he did when asked about a Russian invasion of Ukraine before it happened. Yeah. Well, if it happens here in eastern Ukraine, uh, and it's it depends. You don't have to tell him that. He does the exact same thing right here with chemical weapons. You might as well invite Vladimir Putin to use chemical weapons in Ukraine now. Check this out. So you've warned about the real threat of chemical weapons being used. Have you gathered specific intelligence that suggests that President Putin is deploying these weapons, moving them to position or considering their use? And would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical weapons? You know, on the first question, I can't answer that. I'm not going to give you intelligence data, number one. Number two, we would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. This is unreal. He gives the right answer and then gives the wrong answer right after the right answer. He says, listen, I don't think I should answer that question, but let me answer it anyway. Yeah, it depends. If he uses Joe a little bit of chemical weapons, you know, it may not be that big of a deal. Right. Can you just please stop talking, man? Please. The indecisiveness. This is not what is the, the, this is not one of the hallmarks of a leader. This man is weak. 
You want to talk about messaging chaos. He can't figure out the message about chemical weapons, about the invasion and about sanctions. But again, shows you they're in love with the class warfare stuff, how to bring up the fine people hoax in NATO at the NATO conference. That's how important that was. He has no message for chemical weapons, but he's sure to repeat the fine people hoax about Donald Trump. Here's something they're really decisive on. This is not a joke. This is not a story at the Babylon Bee. This is, this is the definition of insanity. We are on the verge of a potentially very serious food crisis with, and, and war with a potential nuclear-powered enemy, God forbid. The Biden administration has no answer on anything else. Sanction, they have an answer on this, folks. Wall Street Journal. Here's the article by James Freeman. People we should invite to America. Talking about inviting Ukrainian refugees over here. The U.S. official, when discussing refugees, added that this is a quote, not a joke. That the U.S. is, quote, committed to protecting the most vulnerable among the refugee populations that have already fled. All right. Such as gay and transgender individuals, those with medical needs and dissidents. Freeman notes, witness here the modern left. Only willing to accept a single percentage point of the population uprooted by war. A number amounting to even less than 1% of the unfilled jobs in the United States yet eager to apply a sexuality test to people fleeing combat. If the boys in refugee camps agree to enter girls' swimming competitions, will they be allowed to escape? Their pollsters, <laughs> their pollsters are telling them they're lunatics, and they can't stop. It is the hallmark of insanity. You are being warned. You've been warned. It will not change their behavior one bit. They are in for an electoral apocalypse. They can't stop, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, let me get to my next sponsor, and then I've got the bio, a huge update on the Biolab story. It all makes sense now. All makes sense. Hat tip, the great Natalie Winters at National Pulse. Also a lawsuit by Donald Trump uh, against Hillary and the PP tape hoaxers. I'd argue to you, it's not necessarily the lawsuit's going to do the damage or the result of it. It's if they get past the discovery phase, they could be in real trouble, the lefties. Okay, uh, article by Right Side Broadcasting Network, which will be broadcasting on Rumble, the Trump rally. Very proud to say that after YouTube keeps banning people because it's a communist company and a huge threat to America committed to evil and the destruction of free speech. Fit a lot in there. Right Side Broadcasting Network notes, Donald Trump sues Hillary Clinton and DNC over Russia hoax. Grace Saldana. Folks, uh, this lawsuit is being filed in the Southern District of Florida. Um, here, having uh, some familiarity with the legal system, federal legal system through the years for a number of reasons, especially on the law enforcement side as well. They're in real trouble here, Hillary Clinton and them. Now, they won't be if they get the case, then they could. I just want to be clear. They could get the case thrown out immediately. It's possible. It happens all the time. But there is a possibility that they won't. Now, I would argue to you whether Donald Trump wins or loses the case, it's not irrelevant, but it's not as important as getting past the initial discovery phase. So the, it, without going into the legalese, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be. The, the case could be tossed immediately, and therefore the Hillary Clinton team and all of the people he's suing uh, the people involved in the Russia hoax, they wouldn't be forced to produce discovery evidence that they can, uh, the Trump team would get access to emails and other things. You can throw it up for it. If that happens and they get access to these emails, that, which, which would uncover the machinations about how Hillary Clinton, the plots they used to organize this PP hoax and all this other stuff, whether Donald Trump wins or loses almost at that point is secondary. We'd finally see what happened with all this stuff. That's if Hillary Clinton turns any of it over, which I doubt she'll say, uh, I don't know what happened. The cat ate it. You know, I mean, you can't trust any of these people. All right. Major, major, major update on the biolab story. Now, remember the biolab story. I knew there was something to it based on the response by the hack grotesque fact checkers in the left. Marco Rubio asked a Biden official, Victoria Newland, noted PP tape hoaxer in a hearing, I believe, under oath. Hey, are there bio labs or bio research facilities in Ukraine? Uh, Victoria Newland from the Biden administration said yes, and they are very concerned about the research being conducted there falling into Russian hands if Russia is where to take over the lab. 
the left went nuts because we covered this story because it's not like we just went through a pandemic or anything and we'd be interested in potential bio research labs and dangerous pathogens, right? I mean, what kind of crazy person would care about that? The left went nuts. The fact checkers, the Tom Kirchers and Bill McCarthy's of the world started foaming at the mouth, screaming at the sky. The mommies had to come in and rub their heads. It'll be okay, Tommy and Billy. It's okay. They had to do that. The minute the fact checkers lost their minds, wasn't those two specifically, I believe, who wrote about this story, but those are two of the worst. I knew there was something to it. Now we know why. Tucker Carlson asked a few questions about this last night. Why are there bioweapons facilities around the world, bioresearch facilities? Why are, they, why are we financing it there? Well, as it turns out, there's a pretty simple answer, and the motives here make some sense. Listen to Tucker explain last night. Check this out. Why exactly are we paying for biolabs in Ukraine, of all places? How long has this been going on, and what's the purpose of it? So we started poking around to find out. We did. We just spoke to someone who knows the answer to this question, someone with direct, first-hand knowledge of this topic. It turns out that our government has for some time funded biolabs in Ukraine that do, among other things, research on, yes, biological weapons. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. So why is the U.S. government doing this in Ukraine? The answer, because no one wants to do bioweapons research in this country. It's too dangerous and it's too unpopular. For decades, the U.S. government worked on bioweapons at places like Fort Detrick in suburban Maryland or underground at the Army's Dugway Proving Ground outside Salt Lake City. But after a series of accidents and controversies, the government decided to move bioweapons research offshore. Ukraine, among other countries, was a perfect place to relocate. Because Ukraine is not a democracy, the Ukrainian government can host all the bioweapons research it wants. There's nothing ordinary Ukrainians can do about it. That's the truth. Okay, well, seems like a reasonable answer. Um, the problem with the answer, people don't want it here because of the danger. The problem, as we just saw with the Wuhan lab, Joe, call me crazy, is it doesn't really matter if it's in Wuhan. We're still living under the same atmosphere on the same globe. Yeah. So whether it escapes from Wuhan or a facility in Salt Lake City underground, it really doesn't matter. It's an airborne pathogen, many of them, that'll make its way around the world. I mean, again, folks, it's, it, it's not like I have an ex a recent example of this or anything like that. So, uh, I, again, I'll stay on the preparedness side. And I won't have to panic when this stuff happens because I am prepared. I don't even say all the stuff I do to stay prepared. but. You can stay on the side of the left and pretend these bio labs, bioweapons research facilities don't exist because Joe Biden told you to pretend they don't exist. Just like he told you the fine people hoax was real. And just like they told you anyone commenting about the food supply is a crazy prepper conspiracy theorist. Um, and now, of course, just weeks later, you're forced to acknowledge your stories are in fact true. Uh, again, that's why people panic on the left. Now, Tucker went into a little bit later a story in the National Pulse by the great Natalie Winters. Raheem Kassan is on the byline here to Kassam. Why were they hiding and so eager to make this story go away? If the motive was just to get these research facilities off U.S. soil and locate them in foreign countries, again, you may not like the answer. I certainly don't, but it doesn't sound crazy. I don't think it's reasonable, but it doesn't sound insane. Why lose their minds? Why did the fact checkers do what they do and jump in to defend the left? Oh, now it makes sense. National Pulse exclusive. Hunter Biden's bio firm partnered with Ukrainian researchers, quote, isolating deadly pathogens using funds from Obama's Defense Department. It always, always, always follow the money, man. Always. As Natalie reports, government contracts corroborate the working relationship between MetaBiota Ukrainian labs and the U.S. Defense Department, with the firm receiving $18.4 million in grants from the U.S. agency in 2014. A total of $307,000 allocated to Metabiota on September 25th was itemized for Ukraine research projects. So who's this Metabiota? Why would the Biden administration be so eager for the biolab story with their fact-checker ass-kissers to make it go away? Well. Here's who Metabiota partnered up with. Quote, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, a subsidiary of the Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines founded Rosemont Capital, 
counted both Biden and Hines as managing directors. Hines is the stepson of former Secretary of State and current climate czar, John Kerry. Among the companies listed on archive versions of Rosemont Seneca's portfolio is Metabiota, an ostensibly San Francisco-based company that purports to detect, track, and analyze emerging infectious diseases. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make it up, folks. You cannot make it up. It's like a really, really bad 1970s comic book. Like, Cheetah Man! I mean, this is like the kind of stuff you'd look at, and they used to have the metal racks for comics. Whenever I saw Cheetah Man or something like that, I bailed right away, because I knew it was like they were desperate for a storyline. They were like, find an animal we haven't used yet. Uh, Ant-Man? Nah, we use Ant-Man. Spider-Man? Nah, we use Bat? Nah, we use that too. Che- Cheetah Man! Yeah, Cheetah Man. There's a, the, the Cheetah was actually a Wonder Woman uh, 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 a villain too this is what it is right <laughs> right you can't make these stories up just follow the money every single time now if you've been watching this show not to pat ourselves on the back but maybe a little bit we told you the bio lab story was real two weeks ago yep and how did you how did you know it was real because the fact checker said it wasn't that's how you know it's automatically real every single time okay uh, wait, Jesus, should I get to, you know what? Let me get to this next story. Uh, just a quick promo again for my show unfiltered tomorrow night, nine Saturday. Again, we got Don jr. On I've got a, I'm going to do a whole segment on the great reset, what the left means by it, how dangerous it is to you. And I got a segment coming up on that in a second too, before we get to questions for Dan, let me get to this story first though, how the left lies all the time. Um, their messaging scams are very good. They're good. They're very talented at messaging and narratives, folks. It's just a fact. And this story, I listen, I get it. I, let me just be clear on this. I know and I understand. I debated. This was sent to me, I believe, by Guy, right? It's a, it's a great story, but I understand it's not the sexiest topic. And some of you, I hope you don't bail because it's about a lot of things. And I would suggest to you the takeaway from this has nothing to do with preschool, what the article's about. It has everything to do with the power of a leftist narrative. Here's what I mean. You've been told many times, right, about preschool education and early, uh, you know, early preschool education, right? Head Start programs. You just, they're great, right? I mean, you, yeah. Joe, you've been told, right? Head Start, Head Start, man. It's yeah. going to, I mean, it's called Head Start, meaning they have a Head Start. People like you and I, Joe, we didn't go to Head Start. That's why we're so dopey, right? right. I mean, we didn't Head Start. We, it's because we're geeks. That's why we're all idiots. Did you go to Head Start, Key? Look at us, three morons here. We don't know, right? It's even called, like I said, Head Start. So you just assume this is good stuff, right? Preschool, you got to get girly, quality preschool. Those of you listening who aren't familiar with the show or maybe new to this are probably like, yeah, yeah, of course it's a good thing. It is because conservatives have known for decades, I'm not kidding, that the best preschool, air quotes, program is being home with your mom and dad and your family, not being in an actual preschool. There are liberals listening like, I, that sounds like a, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Of course it does, because you've been exposed to gaslighting forever, and you listen to idiots like Joe Biden and the fact checkers. Here's an article by The Federalist in the newsletter today. Strongly encourage you to read it. A high-quality study finds preschool enrollment makes children learn less and misbehave more. This story is not new to any conservative out there, but it's probably new to leftists. Shows you the power of their messaging, that you believe this for years. Here's the quote. Low-income children who attended Tennessee's highly praised preschool program performed significantly worse on every academic and social measurement by sixth grade compared to peers who did not attend the program, a recent high-quality study found. Conservatives have known this for years. Yeah, social measurement, too, for years. Now, why does the left produce, why does the left, excuse me, push preschool and head start? Because the left hates the family. The far left, not all Democrats, they've always hated the family. The family and faith are two sources of competition for the state. Anything they can do to break that up and make you more reliant on the state and government-funded preschool programs reliant on the state is a good thing to them, even if it results in the destruction of your kids' social skills and intellectual skills later on. They don't care. They don't care at all. Yeah, socialize the children. That's right. I mean, you got to listen to Aristotle. Give me a child to age seven. He said it right. 
Okay, uh, let me get to my last sponsor. I want to get to this Great Reset story showing you right here how the Great Reset, the left wants to make us more like what? Like the old Soviet Union and the current Chinese Communist Party. Their ability to just do things at a moment's notice to be able to command and control people. The evidence is right in front of us. This story just nails it. And we'll get to questions for Dan. Okay. One final story before questions for Dan. I've been telling you for days now about this Great Reset. It goes by various names on the left. New World Order, Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the merging of the physical, digital, and biological. It's all fancy buzz terms for this. Throwing out representative democracy in the Constitutional Republic in exchange for a command and control economy where government has the power. It's happening right now. Story in the journal yesterday reminded me of this. Do you ever wonder where these lockdowns came from, where the strategy came from? I mean, we did it. We destroyed, and to be fair, it was Republicans and Democrats. Let's be candid. Do you ever wonder where that came from? The idea that locking down an economy, shutting down entire cities, states, and towns was somehow going to prevent the spread of an airborne virus. The idiocy is endless. Where'd it come from? You may say, well, clearly there was some science on it. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, government's full of super smart people. Nah, nah, you'd, you'd be wrong about that. Came from, came from China. China. What? what? The great resetters want. Yeah, no, it came from, yeah, read this from the Wall Street Journal. They go through it. If you want to read the article, you can go through in detail how this, a, a, the idea of a complete economic lockdown was nowhere in the science anywhere, ever. They just love the Chinese Communist Party, command and control. Like, hey, if they can do it, we can do it too. Here's the quote from the piece. The absence of lockdowns from these plans, they're talking about pandemic plans, is no surprise. They base their analysis primarily on the most serious modern pandemic, the Spanish flu. An influential 2007 paper analyzed the measures adopted by cities across the U.S. a century ago. Some of these cities impose quarantine rules on exposed people and closed schools or entertainment venues, including saloons. But the study cites no generalized stay-at-home orders or business lockdowns. None. So what led Governor Newsom of California and his counterparts in other states to adopt such drastic and untested measures? It seems obvious in retrospect that they were panicked into following China's lead. I dispute the last sentence for the one word. I dispute one word. They weren't panicked. Governor Newsom, the great resetters, the Klaus Schwabs and Joe Bidens of the world love the idea of a great reset, resetting the economy modeled more after a command and control economy in China. They saw what China did. They loved it. They felt like they could use the crisis to get away from it because people were scared because fear is their coin of the realm. And they did it. I don't think it's any more complicated than that. They love China. They want to do it here. They took the opportunity. COVID presented the perfect opportunity. And they did it. Right in front of you, folks. Social scores coming next. Social scoring sim, just like China. All right, it's time for questions for Dan. I actually did it right this week. First time ever. First question. Hey, Dan, this is by Nicholas D. Drew. What is the left's endgame? If they got everything they want, what does life as a citizen look like? Keep up the fight. I try and push myself every day to fight back. Me too. Thank you, uh, Nicholas. The left's endgame, this is a perfect type. That's why I set the show up. It's always done deliberately. It's not by mistake. I put that story last for a reason. The left's endgame is to model our society more after the command and control system. Who commands? The government. What do they control? You. When I say command and control, that's specifically what I mean. It's called socialism, it's called Marxism, it's called communism. It's very simply the idea that you are commanded and controlled by a government entity. That's what they want. They want the ability to lock down the economy. They want the ability to censor opposing voices. That's the idea that they can control you, to lock you out of the financial system. That's always been their end game. That's why the New York Times covered for the Soviet Union for decades. It's always been their end game. That's what concerns me. And that big tech is playing into it. It's just disgusting. Hey, Dan, is that at HJJJ? I'm fleeing Oregon, a deep blue state for Arizona in July. Congratulations. I listen to your concerns about the dollar inflation and digital currency. I'm inclined to buy property, but many are telling me it's a bad idea to do so now. What do you say, Dan? Rent or buy? Thank you. Good, sir. 
let me be clear and put a caveat here because it's important. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't claim to be. I am studied in business. I did an MBA, which is only relevant because you're the question. I hate citing education. You sound like an idiot, but you get the point. It's important for the question. And I do my own homework. And this is just my opinion. And I can only tell you what I'm doing for myself. When you're thinking about property, you have to say to yourself, well, what kind of hurdle rate are you looking at for your money? In other words, what would you like to make on your money? And what are you basing it on? Without getting too wonky, if a business thinks they can sell a line of t-shirts and generate basically a 5% revenue source every year, then if the business could invest in bonds that would give them 7% at less risk, you'd kind of be an idiot, right, Joe, to go with the 5% return rather than taking a seven. Not only that, you'd have to do all the work producing the t-shirts. So my thing with real estate, and the reason I buy real estate, it's what I, no dog in the fight about that. The reason I buy real estate is not because I think it's a great investment now. I think whoever told you that's right. It's not if it's a great investment now. I, I always say, well, what's better? What are you going to buy? Bonds? <laughs> Good luck with that. With interest rates going up. You're going to buy stocks? I think they're grossly overpriced right now. You're going to buy gold? I buy gold, and I've accumulated gold for a long time. And I like gold, and I think gold has a long run in it. I think that's an option too. But I like gold. I like to own it. I like to both own physical and ETFs in gold. I like that, and I like real estate. That way I own something. And it's compared to what? So that's why. I mean, I'm not telling you it's the best investment. It's going to outperform everything else. I'm just telling you I don't see any more good options out there right now. I also invest in upstart companies a lot too. So just my opinion. Hey, Dan. At Noel Marin, what are your thoughts about all of Russia's cyber attack warnings coming out of the White House this week? Do you think it's a way to prep Americans as an excuse to enter war with Russia? You know, it's possible. I don't trust any side of this fight anymore without vetting the information myself. But the reason I tell you to take the cyber attack warnings and the food scarcity warnings seriously is because non-political people I keep as sources who are very familiar with the swamp, but are not swamp rodents themselves have told me that this cyber attack warning and the food stuff is very real. Very real. It's not just crazy Democrats saying that. So yes, the cyber attack thing worries me because if they start messing with the water supply, what are you going to do? How many days can you go without water? I mean, really, do you have water purification systems? In your, I do. I have a, one in my house. I'm Really, I, I, bought, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I bought one for my patron supply. They have these water filters. I mean, what's the worst, the best day of your life is you throw it out in 20 years. So yeah, I do take it seriously. It's not because Biden said it. It's because my sources say it. All right, next question. Hey, Dan, I really enjoyed your presentation Saturday in Sunrise. So thank you. Uh, you were on fire. What are your opinions on Florida's two senators? I can't figure out if they're rhinos or conservatives supporting the people. Love to hear your thoughts at oars. Thank you. I gave a speech in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, listen, Rick Scott is generally a pretty decent conservative. He upset me lately, though, recently with his ridiculous conspiracy theory attack on Rumble. Rumble, like it was just ridiculous. So I, I really don't know what to make of him anymore. I got to tell you, I was grossly disappointed. And I was a fan before that. Um, you know, Rubio's good on some things. I think on immigration, he needs a lot of work. I think also his, his, his you know, I don't think his plans to... He has these, 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 the, the, this idea about government support for the family unit. And I love the family unit, but I don't think the government supporting it's the right idea. I think everything the government touches, it destroys. So, you know, I, I think of them like I think of every other senator. I take the good stuff with the good stuff. And when the bad stuff happens, we got to call it out too. All right. Hey, Dan. At Gator Gimp. <laughs> these names crack me up. Kentaji Brown Jackson can't answer these questions. Hopefully you can. When does life begin? What's a woman? We have answered it a thousand times. Life begins at conception. A woman's an adult female. Next question. Thanks. There you go. Not hard, right? This is by at anger in that. I don't even know what that is. Hey, Dan, would you consider doing a show with Steve Crowder? Love your show. Watch every day. And I have for five years. I've been on Steve Crowder's show um, a lot. Love Steve Crowder. His dad's got a new site out there too. Well, it's a, kind of a conservative cameo, which is great. I'm going to get him on my radio show to talk about that. Uh, hey, Dan, big Mike guy. So it's been a month since I signed up for True Social. I'm disappointed to say the least. Any updates on why the slow movement? Don't be disappointed, Mike. The, I, 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 you know, I get it. I understand. I put this question up there for a reason. Folks, True Social was deliberately rolled out very slowly for a reason. 
other social media platforms in the past, and you know what I'm talking about, have had significant issues at scale. What they can do with 100,000 users, they weren't able to do with 5, 6, and 10 million users. It created a huge problem. They're rolling it out slowly for a reason. I understand your disappointment, but you know what the ultimate disappointment would be? They do a big launch, totally unprepared. The site collapses. They never get it up again. Its reputation's ruined. Please, I'm just asking you for some patience with it. It's a great platform. All right, I think this is the last question. I only took this as a sop to Gee and producer Jim. It's the only reason I took this question, because I know they wanted it in there. And spin 528. Hey, Dan, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan, and last week you mentioned you disagree with Gee, who considers Rogue One a great movie, which I agree with. How would you rank the Star Wars movies in order from your most to least favorite? I hated Rogue One. It's terrible. Okay? Here's, a, here's the only ranking system that matters. I'm sorry. I'm taking executive privilege here. Empire Strikes Back, the best. Definitely. Star Wars, number two. Okay? Will you agree on that? Gee, give me a thumbs up. Return of the Jedi, a distant third. Okay? He's giving me the, he's like an expert. Fourth, Revenge of the Sith. Fifth, Rogue One. The rest do not matter. The rest were terrible. The, the Force Awakens, uh, all just awful. The Last Jedi, they were all, it doesn't, I can't rank how crappy they were on a crap scale because they were all on a <laughs> one to a hundred crap scale. Crap. That's it. Those are the only movies that matter. Those are the only movies that even, and even Revenge of the Sith, I'm being generous throwing that in there because it was, no, it was not good. I'm just, it was, it was less bad than the others. The other ones, what? Attack of the Claw. Come on, come on, guy. That's not even like a serious movie. That's a, I wanted, I love Star Wars. I love Star I grew up with Star Wars. I want to be Luke Skywalker so bad. I take my mom's broom. I made the sound. I wanted to leave Attack of the Clones. I couldn't get out of that movie fast enough. It was so terrible. This is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. They, they should be embarrassed. Here's, wait, one, I'm sorry. I don't mean to drone on this. One final opinion on this for you Star Wars folks out there. I let everyone else you tune out. I totally understand. They should dump all those movies and just start over. I'm dead serious. They retconned stuff. They've done Batman over a thousand times. They should go back and end it at Return of the Jedi like none of this stuff ever happened. And just start over. I'm just throwing it out there. And don't be woke either with your stupid woke stuff either because people hate it. All right, folks. That was see, You got me going. Me and Guy will be arguing after the show. Don't miss my show tomorrow. Unfiltered, 9 p.m. We will be live Saturday night. Got a great lineup of guests, including Don Jr. We'll be talking about the Great Reset. Showing you hard evidence. It's real. A lot of conspiracy theory. See you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.